Whitney Smith and Rick Cabigas stood at lecterns in the breezeway of the portico in Tampa. Tall, squared white pillars framed them, meeting in steep pointed arches at the ceiling's dark, alternating pattern of textured triangles. Diamonds formed down the center. In front of them laid a bronze Jesus sleeping on a cast bench, his identity hidden by the blanket covering him. The only identifiable marks, the holes in his feet, where he was nailed to the cross. The sun had set and night rose over Tampa. The soft glow of stringed bulbs hung across the breezeway behind the two readers, glowing like fireflies, their strands hidden in the darkness. They read each name with purpose, sombered by the gentle hum of a gong. William Meeks, age 48. Frank Melroy, age 56. Ryan Melvin, age 30. Some years the numbers are in the 20s. Last year there were only 69 names. This year the number nearly doubled. Officer Daniel McDonald, a 26-year veteran of the Tampa Police Department, has attended the event since he started working with the department's homeless outreach unit. I've been coming to this for I think several years, nine years, and this is by far the biggest list of people that have passed away and it's tragic. It was 112 names. That's 112 too many. McDonald's work includes going into the homeless community to try to direct people towards resources like hospitals, employment, and housing opportunities. He's even helped someone track their vital records to get a marriage license. When I hear names of those I know, some that I didn't know passed away until I heard their names, was it someone that I or we could have done better? The portico is the downtown arm of the Hyde Park United Methodist Church. One of its main missions is homeless outreach. The community space employs the homeless and helps them find housing. Portico director Justin LaRosa. We've always felt drawn to be connected to folks on the edge. And we, we believe that following Jesus or following God or following uh, the way of love includes including folks uh, who struggle with homelessness. Some of the names this year hit especially close to the Portico staff and congregation. Uh, this was a gentleman who dressed as a pirate, and he, he, he literally was in pirate costume. He was called the Pirate, and he would worship with us every Sunday while he was in town and, and have breakfast, and uh, he, uh, he died in uh, at Tampa General. Whitney Smith read his name. Scott Gimmel, age 16. One name was especially difficult for Rick Cabigas. My friend, Esau Joseph E.J. Cody, age 75. Cabigas and his wife, Jane, said they learned a lot about homelessness through the Portico and Hyde Park United Methodists. You really get to know some of these folks, and they aren't just faceless people wandering around the city anymore. They aren't invisible. Coney was especially visible. The couple met him through the choir. They became friends when he asked Jane to help him type up a gospel pamphlet. The small gesture to her meant the world to him. He was like, that is the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me. Soon, Coney was helping with Jane's business making dog treats. At first, the couple didn't even know he was homeless. He was also you know, a very snappy dresser. Like Every time you saw him, he was in Hawaiian shirts and clean, you know, he was very clean and, you know, didn't want anybody to know that he was homeless. Coney loved Rick's collard greens, even though Rick wasn't a big fan of them himself. 
Occasionally, the couple would let Coney stay in their guest room where he had a queen bed to sleep in instead of the car he was used to. Still, he chose to sleep on the couch, usually watching CNN. When COVID hit, the Kabiguses said they made a tough choice. Letting Coney stay with them would be too risky while they sheltered in place. He died in July after contracting COVID-19. According to an obituary written by his brother, Coney died a pauper, eating and sleeping on the streets of Tampa for the past seven years. But as he told Rick, that wasn't always so. He often told me that you know he had an eighth grade education, but had built a a million-dollar payroll business. According to Polk County and Florida Records, Coney owned a number of businesses in Lakeland, including Coney Brothers Funeral Home and Rochelle Community Funeral Chapel. Coney built his funeral businesses on his experience as a gravedigger and vault setter. In Lakeland, his business grew, catering largely to the black community. His daughter still owns and runs Coney Funeral Home. When he died, Coney was in a legal battle over the business. His daughter declined to comment for this story. Coney never let his trouble shine through. He started a business to help an underserved black community in his hometown. When he did so, he named his daughter as a principal, even selling her land he owned in Polk when she was in her early 20s. Jane Kabigas said his desire to build others up came through even in the six years they knew him, six of the seven years he lived on the streets. And it especially came through when he sang. He had this beautiful voice, and so they would ask him to do solos, and he was just like, I can't sing the main part. <laughs> I like to harmonize, you know, because he was just, that was, that was him. You know, he wanted to kind of bring out the richness of the group. For WMNF News, I'm Daniel Figueroa IV in Tampa.